This is disgusting. Veterans, I see in the comments, are just... Well, frankly, none of them are really surprised. This is, this is Loomer. This is what she does. This woman needs, honest to God, help. She needs to be committed to an institution. This woman is unhinged. Now, veterans, here's the other part. Don't let this crap get to you. I mean, consider the source on this one, and I mean that. Welcome to the All-American Savage Show Podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. Change your mind about leaving, leaving me behind. Bring it to me, bring your sweet loving, bring it all home to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know I laughed when you left. Welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I'm your host, John Burke, with my beautiful heterosexual bearded Jewish life partner, Josh, operating those controls like the pro that he is. Uh, before we get started with today's episode, folks, we got him a, a little special announcement here. We got the fan of the show, Nassim, decided to call in and leave me some just very, or leave Josh, rather, some very um, interesting voicemails. For those who don't know, this is an Iranian woman that's been scammed by somebody posing as me, and she doesn't accept that. I guess his name is Peter. Um, she continues, and I want to apologize to all my followers on Instagram. Apparently, she's followed every single one of them and, like, tried stalking them. She's created a fake page. Uh, trying to showcase all the messages that she's supposedly been sent by me. It's clearly a Nigerian scammer. The spelling is just horrendous. But this woman is so out there, she has not put two and two together. And she thinks I'm the scammer. And she's talking to... I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. But let's go ahead and roll this clip. This is this is the most recent thing from the scene. So let's, let's start our Monday off right. Bad people, liar people, asshole people... I had more than 10 unknown calls. I swear to God, if something happened to Peter, I... I, I guess she's still talking to Peter, who is me, overseas. Uh, I've seen some of the messages based upon this fake page uh, that she's made up of me. And these messages are like, you know, you need to send me money, otherwise they're going to kill me. This is the, this is the common thing these, these scammers do. And there, there's no there's no combating this. There's literally no combating this. These Nigerian scammers are taking advantage of, quite honestly, just stupid people. Uh, don't send money to people that you've never met, especially on the internet. It is just mind-boggling to me. But she is like, she wish, like, she really hates Sheila. 
She's like, I hope she oh, gets yeah. mouth cancer and covered in boils. It's like, look, bitch. It's like, here's the deal. And it's like, update your insults because this is not like the mid, you know, 17th, 16th century. It's like, I hope Black Plague hits. Give me something more. You know, like dragon take I, you out. I hope COVID hits. You're like, come on, be, be original with this. But, you know, apparently Nassim is now a big fan of the show. Thank you, Nassim. Um, you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> A day in the life, man. A day in the she life. She calls at like three in the morning. Well, that's her Iranian yeah. time. Yeah, she's over there in the. Uh, so I'm actually, I have some friends over in Iran. I'm gonna put some calls in and get her taken care of because it's like a, a an Iranian woman doing this to a quote unquote infidel, like pursuing me, being in love and stuff like that. A non-Iranian, a non-Persian, especially living in Iran, big no go. Big no-go. So it's time to start taking some steps to uh, maybe local, uh, notifying some Iran. And I know people are like, oh, John, that's horrible. No, this woman has literally followed every single one of mine and Sheila's followers, sends them these DMs of randomness saying, you know, John Burke's not real. He's blah, 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 even though I'm like, I'm, I'm literally right here. Like, his I'm, real I'm, name is Peter. His real name is Peter, and he's son of cow, whore, mad pig. He's like, okay, man, this has just gotten ridiculous. So unfortunately, that's where we're at. But um. Anyway, uh, before we start and get into today's show, as you know, it's probably it's going to be about Israel, folks. I know uh, it's trending. It's in the news. It's it's everywhere. And the levels of Palestinian support that I have seen on American shores are sincerely appalling to me. And I want to address a lot of the people that are talking about Palestine, Hamas, yada, yada, yada. Uh, no differential. We're also going to be taking your calls. The number is 214-817-1689. Excited to do this today. But before we get into today's show, there is something that I want to address that is near and dear to my heart that I find completely reprehensible and disgusting. Um, let's just go ahead and get into that. This was from Laura Loomer. Now, I know you're, you're tired of hearing about this woman. I don't like her either. I think she's crazy. I think this woman has got some serious psychological problems. She is vying so hard. Um to be Donald Trump's, I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know where Melania is, but I think I, I genuinely feel she's trying to be Donald Trump's um, mistress, if you will. There's no other explanation as to why this woman um, subjects herself to a man in this capacity. But this is something that Laura Loomer tweeted out. And I, the only reason I want to give this person attention is to highlight the disgust that is shown by her and well let me you know what before I, let's just let's just read it let's just read it here um breaking yesterday ron desantis said he would fix the va if he was president and made a bunch of promises to veterans that he will never keep on the same day just yesterday an air force veteran who couldn't get proper care at the va in florida went to waterman hospital in Tavares, florida where he shot himself to death in a suicide uh how does just the phrasing of shot themselves to death i you know, you're butchering their English language here, but okay. Um, I have learned that the veteran who killed himself yesterday outside of a hospital in Florida is Robert Mathias, the son of Bill Mathias, a member of the Lake County School Board in Florida. Very tragic. He posted a video to TikTok before killing himself, explaining why he has gone, why he was going to take his life due to a lack of medical care for his pain as a veteran. Ron DeSantis needs to help veterans in Florida before he talks about helping them nationally. Things like this shouldn't be happening in Florida. 22 veterans commit suicide each day in the U.S., this is disgusting. This is reprehensible. This is disgusting. Number one, Loomer, uh, the VA is federalized health care that is not state level. 
Now, states can get involved to bring attention to why the VA is so ridiculous. And also, it's not 22 veterans. It's 20 now. The number has dropped, mainly because the Vietnam generation that once comprised the majority of these statistics is actually waning now because they are getting older and they're passing. But for a long time, it was the Vietnam veterans that are actually killing themselves at higher numbers than anybody else out there. Uh, but to, to sit there and to posture making this statement is just honestly, it's disgusting to me. Because you hate Ron DeSantis, you want to sit there and utilize veterans, combat veterans, to score your political points. And, you know, any veteran that reads this, this is not surprising. Veterans, specifically combat veterans, get thrown into the mix as pawns by politicians. You know, they, they want to make a lot of promises, uh, you know, about how we're going to help veterans, how we're going to do this, how we're going to do that. And, look, I use this with the same... Um, I, I view this in the same capacity as when Republicans make promises about Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, and the border. You make promises on things that sound like they're going to be fixes, but they're not. I've had discussions with Dan Crenshaw on this. I've had so many discussions with people out there. Is it the way you fix the VA? Anybody have an idea? Here's how you do it. You abolish it. You get rid of it. You incentivize, privatize health care. The VA... Does no, and I'm not saying I'm not trying to condemn all VAs. There are some really good VAs out there. I'm not trying to knock that, but there are a lot of horrible VAs out there. Case in point, the one that Laura Loomer just rep, uh, utilized as her example. But to sit there and capitalize off a suicide, a veteran suicide, to say Rod DeSantis needs to stay in Florida and fix this. Actually, it's quite the opposite. If you want to fix this, you go at the federal level and you attack the VA. I can't tell you how many billions, how many billions are spent in medical malpractice fields out there. And then the VA comes along and you just, you look at this and like, oh my God, I, I have accounted testimonies to our listeners repeatedly of veterans that have had to go outside of American healthcare to get help because the VA and the VA doctors won't mess with them. This is what happens when you remove incentivization in the healthcare field. What I mean by that is if you have one hospital that has better pricing, better service, better care versus another hospital, you've got competing markets here, which drives down cost. But that's not what we have anymore. We have corporatism backed by the United States government and the guys of being the VA. The VA pays astronomical amounts for medications given to veterans, getting them addicted to opioids and things such as that. This is not anything new, folks. And I haven't seen Laura Loomer post very much about anything to do with veteran care, veteran mental health. And I do so love how in her tweet, she also puts in the veteran suicide hotline as if that somehow makes your statement relevant, applicable, justified. None of the none of the aforementioned whatsoever. It's disgusting. I don't care if somebody in the DeSantis team would tweet this. I don't care. It, it does, but it's not, it's not surprising coming from Laura Loomer. This woman is reprehensible. She is disgusting. And here's the best part. That's who Trump surrounds himself with. Oh, he praises her. It's all over. It's, it's, it's true social. That's why I will never vote for Donald Trump. Never. Now, I'm not going to sit there and blame the supporters of a candidate. Or, excuse me, I'm not going to blame a candidate for their supporters. Supporters have their own minds. Just like people talked about how Donald Trump was endorsed by the KKK. Donald Trump didn't endorse them. He didn't ask. I, I will not blame him for that. That's not fair. 
You cannot sit there and blame a candidate based upon the crowd they sometimes draw. You are going to have bad apples in the bunch. But when said candidate openly praises that person, as Donald Trump has done, you've lost my respect and I will never vote for you. This is something that he continuously does. He, he surrounds himself with these people. These people are vile. Can you imagine for one second if Laura Loomer had any kind of position in Donald Trump's administration? Laura Loomer. Now forget her political stances. You see this woman's insanity displayed on the daily. They have attacked Ron DeSantis for the boots that he wears, the clothing that he wears. It's like, is this, is this really all you've got? This is cosmetic. I want policy. Give me policy. But they can't do that. This is disgusting. Veterans, I see in the comments, are just, well, frankly, none of them are really surprised. This is, this is Loomer. This is what she does. This woman needs honest-to-God help. She needs to be committed to an institution. This woman is unhinged. Now, veterans, here's the other part. Don't let this crap get to you. I mean, consider the source on this one, and I mean that. Look, if you need help, reach out to your brothers and sisters. Go, go call somebody. And I don't think veterans are really getting triggered by this moron. I really don't think so. But when I see something like this, you know, the initial response is, you want to get angry. And who wouldn't? You can see clearly what she's trying to do here by, you know, interjecting veterans in between mom and dad right now. It's like, hey, you know, Ron DeSantis is such a bad person. This suicide is his fault. It's basically what she's saying. It's actually not. You know whose fault it was? The person that pulled the trigger. You have a choice. I am not trying to make this an issue about that. But if you want to push blame on somebody, you ultimately have the choice. Veterans don't like me for this message, but it's truth. You can have PTSD, but the moment you stick that needle in your arm, you knew what you were doing. The moment you take that illegal drug, whatever the case may be, to try and combat this, and you know the addictive side effects of it, you knew what you were doing. I know you're put into a very difficult position. I'm not saying it's not difficult, but you cannot be, you cannot be praised and then you know pretend that you're a victim when you go to these lengths to... It's complicated, I know. It sucks either way. I hate that he did this. I'm not, I'm not saying that he's a bad person, but I'm saying when it comes to shifting blame on people, ultimately you have to be the decision maker on the course your life is going to take and whether you choose to get help or not. And clearly he did want to get help, which is an indicator the VA is busted. I'm not condemning this man. I can't even imagine the levels of mental anguish and torment you have to be in when you decide that you just want to take your life. I've been there myself. I've been, it was like 2016, 2017, going through some really bad areas of my life to where that 45 was looking pretty promising to where it just makes that pain go away. I cannot imagine somebody's mental anguish and torment on the daily that they feel like killing themselves is going to solve this. And folks, I can tell you from firsthand experience, I know there's a lot of veterans that listen to the show. They can tell you that the darkness will fade. It will go away. Now, it might not go away completely. It might be there in the back of your mind for a while. But, folks, life is worth living. You've just got to figure out what, what's worth living for. Get out there and experience the wonders that life has to offer. But to go back to it, I, 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 this with her, it's not surprising. Don't let it anger you. Don't let it get to you. This is what she does, and she's a disgusting individual. She is a disgusting individual. Um, and that's, that's, that's where we stand on this one. I had people sending me this tweet all day yesterday. 
You know, I saw it across my timeline. I was like, this is considered the source. This is Laura Loomer. She tweets dumb stuff. She's an idiot. You know, she once stood for the freedom of censorship, yada, 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 and then goes out there and just you, it showcases why she's such a moron. She's an idiot. She's, she's a legit idiot. So um, it, it's just mind-boggling. But it's not surprising, folks. This, this is the, the disgusting part of primaries that I feel like a lot of people now are getting involved in for the first time, and they've never actually seen this. I mean, my God, do you remember the 2015 primaries? Oh, they were great. <laughs> they were wonderful. It was, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There was a lot of entertainment value that Trump brought to the stage. I loved it. It was great. But I feel like now this has gone so far in the deep end of like, wow. Now, Donald Trump did do some good things for veterans. I won't, I, he, he went away with the, uh, the federal protection, federal employees protection act, which allowed VA hospitals to fire certain employees. But the problem was it didn't fix it because it's the good old boy system. That's the problem there. So it's like it was a step in the right direction and there were some good things being done. But the problem was, say, for example, um, a lot of people don't know this about the VA uh, under the old regime. I'm not sure if it's still this way or not, um, that, say, for example, the front desk clerks or uh, secretaries, they're required to answer at least 25 to 50 phone calls a day and set up appointments. Once they've met that quota and, you know, checked off that criteria box, they, they stop working. They just sit there. That's why you see a lot of backlogs in the VA, uh, uh, excuse me, the VA systems. You see it in the, the waiting rooms. You see the, uh, the, the viral videos of the Vietnam veteran that was forced to sleep on the floor because of his back. Uh, it, just insanity. The one veteran that was left on the gurney in the hallway. Uh, it, just disgusting, reprehensible stories, folks. But this is what happens. So Trump did do a good thing as far as giving administrators the ability to fire these people. But the problem was like that one lady who basically was showcased for being completely worthless uh, that told that veteran that he had to get up and wouldn't have let him sit in the reclining chair for whatever reason. They didn't fire her. This was after the Federal Employee Protections Act was uh, signed off on. What they did instead was they did an investigation. They moved her to a different department within the VA and then she just kind of faded away. She still worked there. Do you think the VA is partly responsible for the low recruitment numbers? Oh, directly or indirectly, absolutely. I think a lot of um, would-be servicemen and women see how the VA treats retired veterans, and it's disgusting. Now, again, I do have to put this in there because it's the Internet speak. I'm not talking about every VA, but, folks, I have visited so many VAs out there. And there's a lot of garbage. There is a lot of garbage. There's a lot of horrible VAs. There's a lot of horrible employees within those VAs. And that's the problem is that when you have a federal uh, healthcare system, and this is why I just don't get socialist in America. It's like, we need federalized healthcare. It's like, have you not seen the VA? I know. The I VA know. is the prime point why we do not need it. And plus the whole idea of me paying for somebody else's uh, healthcare is just beyond me, especially, you know, when they, they bring half the crap on themselves. Like America is... One of the most obese nations in the world, which can lead to heart disease, which is the number one killer of Americans, yet I should be footing the bill for these people going out there and living unhealthy, disgusting lives. That's not my responsibility. You know, I do believe in individuality. I do believe in individual independence. But for some reason, America's gone down this very, very dark road to where they think that socialism is a fix. Uh, rising tides raises all ships. That's not the case here. Not in economics. Certainly not in economics. But anyway, I want to move on. That's... um. That's Laura Loomer. That's what she does. She tweets dumb stuff. Veterans pay no mind, but I do feel like it needs to be highlighted, not necessarily just to attack Trump, but I think Trump is to partially blame that he endorses this loony, that he brings her into his freaking inner circle. It's disgusting. He should expel her. She should have no job in the political field. This woman is unhinged. And by the way, she was red flag lawed in Florida. Did you know that? Uh-uh. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that one. <laughs> I, I, I'm not for it. I'm not for it. 
she's kind of crazy, but no, she she should have access to fire. It's her Second Amendment right. I agree with that. Which I feel like uh, you know, Ron DeSantis needs to whip Florida in shape over there and like bring to get in the next congressional uh, convening. Like you need to abolish red flag laws. Get them off the books. You cannot sit there and say that you're good for him. No, you can't sit there and say you're a pro two a president and then have red flag laws on the books in Florida. I cannot agree with that. Um, and I know DeSantis people aren't going to like hearing that, but look, I'm advocating for the Second Amendment. Trump attacked the Second Amendment as well. We can't, we cannot con- continue to sit here and say like, "Well, I have to vote for the, be- you know, the, the the better of the two." Look, if neither of them are supporting of the Second Amendment, you should be calling them out. You should be going to social media and highlighting these examples. And unfortunately, people don't do that because you know our guy can't have any dirt on him. No, you can hold your guy accountable because if you don't, what we get is the situation we're currently in where you have to pick the turd and the diarrhea, although I really don't feel like DeSantis is a turd. There's things that he he says I don't agree with, but when it's a comparison to Trump, I, I have to go with DeSantis on that. I know you go with Trump, that's fine, but I feel like something like this, every side, every single side should not be showing such a bias that you are not going to point out where the person that you're endorsing is wrong. We cannot live like that. You have to have intellectual, honest conversations and saying, this is what I disagree with. And when you're able to have those conversations, you will build up a level of trust in certain communities that says, look, this guy is actually calling so-and-so out for this nonsense, yet he still says he's going to support him. At least it shows some form of honesty, intellectual consistency and honesty, but I don't see a lot of that on social media. What I do see a lot of is mirrored on both sides. There's Trump praise, then there's DeSantis praise. I I do believe DeSantis does deserve a lot of praise. He did send the plane over there to get 300 Americans out of there. Uh, And then, of course, Laura Loomer goes in there and attacks him for it. That's not his job, blah, blah, blah. Bro, even the president... Joe Biden's lack of initiative on this. And I also want to bring up another point in regards to um, being an isolationist. But Joe Biden's inability to go in there, what, what he's doing, we're paying both sides on this one, folks. I know we talked about it last show. We are paying both sides. I'm for saying neither, no more, no more money to either. Israel's a big boy. They can handle it. Now, Here's the other part that I wanted to bring up. I talked about this on a Twitter space this morning. I love the Twitter space. If you're not on Twitter, you should be. Go follow me at JohnBurke39. Uh, Rob Knorr and I are going to start hosting some Twitter spaces around 10 a.m. every morning before the show. Love Rob. He definitely he deserves a much larger following. He's an expert debater. Yeah, yeah, I know he listens to the show. Sure. He was coming after me about my Matt Gates stance. He's like, hey, bro, let's have a Twitter space and let's debate this. Like, I would love to take on Rob Noir in a debate, not for the sake of like ego, but I love his mind. This guy is very intelligent. He's very articulate and he definitely needs a larger platform, whether we agree, we disagree on small cosmetic things, but I think the debate is good for people to get both sides of the perspective. Um, But what concerns me about the current ongoing affairs in Israel and Palestine, um, I've seen a lot of libertarians out there and they have shown themselves to be sincerely lacking when it comes to foreign policy. Now, instantaneously, people are going to think that John has gone full-on neocon, meaning somebody that is for massive foreign interventionism through military force. That's not what I'm saying. We all know Hamas took 30 American hostages. We know this, right? 30 American hostages. Should those Americans have been in Israel? Realistically speaking, I mean, I wouldn't personally, but then again, I've talked about going to Israel a few times to go visit the Holy Land. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. You said you've been there. It's one of my favorite places I've ever been. They were at a peace festival. I can't blame these people um, for being there. It's not like they were putting themselves intentionally in harm's way. There was a terrorist attack by Hamas, and they got captured. Um, 
It's such a slippery slope on that one, but I can't blame them versus people that go into, say, Iraq and start saying, hey, we're going to spread the gospel of Christianity. It's like, mm, you should have known better, yeah. which, by the way, um, I, I won't be traveling internationally for Christmas. We're going to stay here in the States because I'm telling you, folks, look, I'm not trying to scare you here. That, that's not what I'm trying to do here. But when you've got the leaders within Hamas talking about for global Muslim uprisings, we are going back to right before or post right before post 9-11. Okay, the, the Islamic militants are coming out of the woodwork now. We've seen the pro-Palestinian protests in the likes of Dallas. We've seen them all over the world within Hollywood. People that are advocating for terrorism against Israel. I have never seen so much anti-Semitism. Is it surprising? It, to me, it in is. A, I didn't think it would be to this level. in the meet, like Hollywood where yeah. it's predominantly Jews, Jews. Supposedly, yeah. Yeah, so you have all these pro-Palestinian actors coming yeah. out. I was like, if the Jews control Hollywood, they're doing a horrible job of keeping these people in check, man. I know. <laughs> it's, it's just, uh, wow. I don't know. I it's don't know. Strange. But where I'm staying, where my stance is on this is that, look, those 30 hostages were taken. <clears throat> Hamas has refused to release them. Okay. Therefore, they know that they have American hostages there. So that is now a blatant slap at the face in America. Now, here's where my stance is. You, number one, let Israel spearhead this operation. I believe ground offensive has already begun in Gaza. And we're going to talk about an article here that actually shows a lot of the, the combat footage to combat the misinformation that is being spread by the MSM because that's what the MSM is so good about doing. But here's where I stand. This is where libertarians fail on foreign policy. You can be against interventionism to the extent of creating more forever wars, nation building, absolutely. But you can be pro-defending yourself when somebody attacks you or your citizens. What do I mean by that? Let Israel handle it. Deploy some spec ops guys over there to go hand-in-hand hand with them. And your main objective is to get the Americans out of there. Once they're out, pull out. That's our job. Those are Americans. Commit troops. I'm not talking about sending the 101st Airborne over there. I'm talking about sending spec ops over there. And they already have them over there, by the way. Matter of fact, Biden docks a couple of Delta operators you just see, I think we talked about the last yeah. show. They're already there. This is what they are trained. Well, not special forces primarily. Yes and no. Their job is to go in there, infiltrate, and set up guerrilla, anti-guerrilla warfare, uh, train the local populace to build insurgencies. But at the same time, they are direct action units. You've got uh, Rangers, you've got SF, but I think Rangers, not so much. It'd be more an SF spec ops type area because I think Rangers are, I forget which tier, tier one, I forget. Um, but I do believe that, what honestly worries me is that America will get lulled in to this isolationist perspective because we've become fatigued on the last 20 years of the global war and terrorism, and justifiably so. These forever wars and nation building cost us over 7 to $8 trillion, over 8,000 American servicemen and women, men and women's lives. So I get, I get the hesitance and trying to combat anything. We saw this with Ukraine. I agree, but also Ukraine is not an ally. But when it comes to Israel and the Hamas taking 30 terrorists, or excuse me, 30 American hostages, you go get them. You go get them. If you cannot negotiate with them, which you can negotiate with terrorists, meaning like, like hey, what's going on here? Like talk, have a dialogue. Say, are you going to release them? I, mean, I shouldn't say negotiate. Have a conversation. It's like, are you going to release them? And if you're not, Okay, then we're coming for you. That should be on the diplomacy first. Diplomacy first. But clearly, they have not released these hostages. Diplomacy has failed. So what happens next? You murder them. 
You go in there and you slaughter them. You put bullets in every single one of these people. They took American hostages. Well, John, that's going to pull us in. I, it possibly could. But here's the deal. I'm not in favor of committing troops to that level. I want, let the spec ops go over there, do what they got to do, bring these people home, and then let Israel take it the rest of the way. This is possible. This is not outlandish. We've seen this done multiple times. All the way, by the way, I believe today is the 40-year 40, 40 anniversary of the bombing of Lebanon, or the uh, uh, where the Marines were killed. Great job, Islam. Religion of peace, right? I don't know how many times I have to say this. This is not a land dispute. That's a red herring. This is not a land dispute. This is a Muslim extremist jihad movement on a global scale now. We've seen the embassies all across these Arab states being firebombed with Molotov cocktails and the like. We've seen the violence. Uh, they said even in, in uh, the UK, Jewish violence, violence against Jews has gone up by 1,200%. 1,200%. I know the BLM is very jealous about that one because they were wishing it was that. I was like, oh, damn it. I could be a victim right now even though I'm not. <laughs> Folks, you cannot tell me. You cannot tell me that this is something that we cannot handle. This is what the forces are trained to do. Well, John's a neocon. Here we go with the neocon. I know it's coming. I don't care. It would be different if those Americans were over there willingly. Say like uh, say like you were in Gaza as an American, and you're like, yeah, I, I, I'm against Israel, and they capture you, which they've done. Then you, you kind of deserved it. So you, you, you don't get to sit there and bait the, the cat with milk, and then when the cat snatches you up, you suddenly cry victim. No, you knew what you were doing, especially living with them over there. And what I feel like also a lot of Americans are being exposed to now is the idea of how just violent the culture of Islam is. It's disgusting. You know, people can say what they want about like, it's a religion of peace. It's this, it's that, it's the other. It's like, it's really not. Like, it's really not. It's not to the level that you think it is. But people, again, they're going to simp as hard as they can because, oh, we can't say anything bad about Islam. Because if we do, we're Islamophobic, we're Islamic apologists, yada, yada, yada. That's what it turns into. I mean, they are Islamic apologists, but still. But I, I think there has been so many people afraid to say anything on social media from fear of being labeled neocon by these cowardly libertarians that just sit there. And it's like, how many times will you allow Muslim extremists to take bites out of this country before you finally grow a pair and say, okay, it's time to start fighting back. But instead, they want to get into the weeds on these arguments of a Palestinian state. But there has never been a Palestinian state. Y'all realize that, right? The propaganda from Arabs, from Muslims in Palestine from this has been astronomical. Even in biblical times, it was never Palestine. But people don't want to do their research. I posted a thing on, um, on Instagram here. I'll show you. Let me just pull it up real quick. That's my Twitter. Hold on. Oh, the election for uh, the uh, Argentina elections are currently going on. Really hoping that uh, Xavier, I can never say his name correctly. Hopefully he gets elected. I, I really mean that. Like he's a hardcore libertarian. I'm not sure what his foreign policy. He says he does stand with Israel. And of course, you know, when you say that you stand with Israel automatically, oh, you're a neocon. You love the Jews. Like uh, maybe here's where I stand. Israel has every right to defend itself against Muslim extremists posing as Palestinians. Well, John, there's a lot of, there's a lot of innocent people over there. There's a lot of innocent kids over there. Okay, fair enough. Then you explain this to me. 
Look at this. Watch this. You got, uh, excuse me, got the wrong window captured there. You've got an Iranian woman. Well, not Iranian. She's a, uh, oh, hold on. I got to figure this out. Where is it? Sources. I had to I had to leave Streamlabs OBS and use regular OBS because it's uh, it's gotten ridiculous as far as the bloated software in there. How do I do this? Uh, there we go. We'll just use this for now. Okay. So you've got this Palestinian woman. She's got for the people that are not watching the live show and going to listen to this on the podcast. You've got a woman in a job. Above her head is a is a um, excuse me Palestinian flag. And then she has two children kneeling in front of her, two little girls with her hands with their hands behind their back, simulated being tied as hostages. The woman behind them, the grown woman, has her hands pointed like a gun. The girl on the left has an Israeli flag above her head, and the girl on the right has an American flag flying above their, their head. Now, what she does here is she's pointing between the two of them, then she shoots, she, shimmy, she simulates shooting the American girl in the head and doing the same to the Israeli girl in the head. The camera zooms in on her, and she begins to smile. Okay. But John, what what about the kids? They're so innocent. Oh, John. Oh, John. So peaceful. So peaceful. You do realize this is what they do. They train and indoctrinate their children into hating. And folks, here's what you don't get. Not just Jews. It's not just Jews. It's any non-Muslim. Islam is what they want to be the dominant religion to establish the caliphate, to destroy the infidel. Now, there are peaceful Muslims. I'm not saying there's not. But when it comes to the likes of Palestine, and here's the deal that people aren't going to like, they're going to call it genocide. This is just a reoccurring problem. Why? Jordan doesn't want them. Egypt doesn't want them. Nobody wants these people. Nobody wants them. That begs the question, why? If you are of the same faith... Then why? Yeah, why wouldn't they go to Iran? You, I'm waiting for an answer on that one. I am waiting for an answer on that. Why wouldn't you go to Iran? Because Palestine is nothing but a hotbed of Islamic terrorist radicals. And they indoctrinate their children. So here's where John Burke stands. By committing U.S. forces, or excuse me, Israeli forces, go in there and wipe it off the fucking map. Stop playing nice. Because right now, Israel is basically trying to prevent succumbing to the geopolitical pressure of labeling Palestine as innocent. They're not. They are not. It's ridiculous. And did you know that, again, Palestine is still firing on Israel, still shooting rockets? They're still doing it. It's amazing how the mainstream media sides with the Palestinians, even though they shot a rocket from behind the hospital yeah. and they all ran with that story. They IED'd their own people. Yeah. This is Hamas. So they were saying if you do you think if Israel hadn't bombed then those people wouldn't be there and yeah. completely Yeah. not mentioning the fact that I, I love they're the, the ones that yeah. went in and started they, yes. firing on innocent people. People become they they the memory hostages. hole. They memory hole this incident of like okay, do you not did you not see all the murdered women and children, the raping, the pillaging? This is this is not even you know, contemporary tactics used in war. This is, these are tactics used by savages. Barbaric. Barbaric. So what do you do with barbarians? You don't treat them like human beings. You wipe them off the face of the earth. You wipe off their offspring because guess what? Those are future terrorists. But the, the counterpoint to that is, John, you can't prove it. You're right. It's only provable once they actually execute another terrorist attack and murder more innocent people. 
This it's not a good position to be in. I understand that it's disgusting. The murder of children, it's horrendous. But these are the these are basically the situations that Hamas has created. Islamic extremists has created this. They are willing to die to become martyrs to support their idea in dying for the holy jihad. And the more Jews, the more Gentiles, the more non-Muslims they take with them, the happier they are. The more virgins they get. Well, John, you're a warmonger. Well, you know what? If that's what it makes me to get rid of these, these, this human trash and filth and this culture of retardation based around Islam, I'm okay with it. Get rid of Palestine. What Israel should do is like, here's the deal. Where is it? Where is Palestine? It's within, it's within Israel. Gaza? Gaza Gaza Strip. Gaza Strip, yeah. That's West Bank. Here's the deal. It's like, you know, if I was, I would just say this. You have one week to pack up all your stuff and get out of Gaza because now we're blowing it off the face of the map and we're going to pull it into Israel. That's all there is to it. You need to go find a different home. We're done with you. Yeah. We are done with you. They get them out. There is, exactly. I mean, I, I there is, you got to support them. People are keep like, saying I mean, not like financially, but like if you want to yeah. go in there and fuck yeah. them up, then you go, know, do, do your do, thing. Yeah. Do your thing. Because I feel like a lot of people can sit there like the AOCs and the Rashida Tlaibs and the Elhan Omars and the Muslim sympathizers will sit there like, oh, it's so horrible. But then what if, what if it was your child that was murdered? What if, what if it was your wife, your sister, your grandmother was murdered, raped, I don't, Do any sodomized. of those women think that if they weren't hostages right now, they, they wouldn't have been raped and tortured by mm-hmm. now? Yeah. These women, you know, this is what I love about it. The, the Rashida Tlaibs, the Ilhan Omars, all of these people will go out there and simp hard for Hamas terrorists. Yet if they actually live there, they would not have a voice. No. The men would tell them to shut up, put the hijab on, and be quiet. You're a woman. You have no place in speaking in society. So I love how Democrats, specifically liberal Democrats, are hailing Palestine, hailing Hamas. Oh, they're so wonderful. These people are misogynistic, patriarchal, and you support them. This is why being a liberal progressive Democrat in America, you are some of the most moronic idiots that I have ever seen in my entire life. You don't even know what you're protesting anymore. You, you just go out there it's like, I'm against the patriarchy. Long live Palestine. Uh, do you not know how Middle Eastern Muslim culture is? You get your throat slit, lady. You get buried up to your neck and stoned to death. You get set on fire and they would rape you. Stop sitting there trying to paint these people as being something good because you're afraid of being labeled Islamophobic. Well, I am kind of afraid of them. You know why? I don't want them here in America. And folks, I'm telling you, they're already here. Yep. That southern border is wide open. And every single one of these Democrat politicians that supports this idea of open borders, opening the border, when another terrorist attack happens on American soil and your sons and your daughters and your mothers and your fathers are blown to smithereens in the most horrific way possible, those politicians that ushered these people in will not be held accountable. They will not pay for the funeral costs. They will not call you and say, oh, man, I'm sorry, Ma B. They will not be anywhere near you. Democrats, what are they going to do? After the fact, just like everything else, like, oh, man, we're sorry. We got it wrong. No, it should have been your family killed, not mine. It should have been yours. You wanted this. You allowed it in, and yet we got to pay for this. What is it going to take? How many more marathon bombings, Boston City Marathon bombings we have to have? How many more 9-11s have to happen before America wakes up, gets its head out of its ass, and understands there are religious people and zealots within Islam that want you dead. They want you dead. 
Wake up. Get out of this bubble that you live in. I spent four and a half years with these people. They are barbaric. They have no place in contemporary society. And there's a reason why none of these states want these Palestinians. None. They don't want them because they know the culture. They don't want that drama within their states. Why? Why is that, folks? The number is 214-817-1689. Hey, you feeling stressed out? I mean, I do. That's why I take ShellshockCBD.com. Uh, now I am. Now I am. ShellshockCBD.com. Josh and I own this company. If you've not checked it out, again, if you want to support the show, go over to ShellshockCBD.com or 1920brand.com. We appreciate that. We've got uh, the uh, bringing back the Booberry Halloween Bomb Drops, available in isolate, full-spectrum, broad-spectrum. Look, have you heard about the Rackout Gummies? The Rackout Gummies are a CBD melatonin gummy. These are THC-free. You will not fail a drug test. You have our personal guarantee. Every single one of our products is third-party tested. What does that mean? We send our products that are specifically formulated for us out to third-party labs to test them to make sure the ingredients, as what we say is in there, are actually in there. All the uh, reports are on the website under the products. They're dated. You can see. Check them out. The Rackout Gummies. What do they do? They're for sleep. They're going to not only help you fall asleep, but stay asleep. Will you wake up feeling groggy? Well, the answer to that is yes, if you take too much. I've done that a few times. Sometimes, like, I really want to put myself into a hibernation sleep. I'll take two gummies. I'll wake up feeling groggy as hell. It works, though. So you got to back it off a little bit. Start with, like, half a gummy and then work, work your way up or down accordingly. But... Veterans, you can take these. Active duty, you can take these. These are not going to pop on a drug test. These will not pop on a drug test. You have my personal guarantee. We've been in business since 2019. We have a lot of service members. I've even been told that we have members in the FBI that take our stuff. Please don't raid us. We're not domestic terrorists. We have a lot of people out there that take our products. They love what we stand for. We are patriots. We support America. We love America. We stand for freedom and liberty. But I'm going to tell you this right now. I do not stand with Palestine. I do not stand even in close proximity. Why? Because I hope a freaking Israeli mortar blows those little shitheads off the map. John, you're such a warmonger. I just don't like it when innocent people die and children are murdered. Yeah. Number is 214-817-1689. We got calls? I thought we'd have some calls by now. I fear we'd have a lot of pissed off people out there. Like, John's such a boomer neocon. Lines are open. <laughs> Lines are open. Let's get into the news, folks. Uh, first article we've got today is graphic content, horror IDF screens, raw footage of Hamas terror attack for media. Uh, Gilead base, Israel. I wanted it to stop at 17 minutes in, but I had to watch. We had to bear witness. This is what we saw. Uh, I'm not going to show you the footage, folks. It's, it's yeah. Just listen to the, the first-hand accounts yeah, here. This, we got a call coming in. Go ahead. We'll get, to, we'll get to this after the call then. Oh, never mind. We, oh, here, here. It was Nassim. She hung up. <laughs> You pig whore. Pig whore. <laughs> I mean, come on. Let's let's not even doubt it. It's true. Oh, folks, if you're watching on Rumble, make sure you hit that like and follow button. We appreciate that. The page is actually growing, oddly enough. I don't know why, but we're, we're grateful. Yellow. It's not connected. Hold on. Can't hear you. Hold on. Josh didn't, <laughs> Josh didn't connect. It's connected. You there? Yeah, I'm here. There we go. What's going on, man? Hey, uh, you're right on point with the whole thing. I, I caught in a few days ago when we talked about the Islam thing. Yeah, yeah. Something uh, you can take a look at. There's this uh, TV show that Palestine used to put on called Future Pioneers. It's a Mickey Mouse knockoff, which <laughs> the, the series ends with this Mickey Mouse thing uh, being a uh, Islamic martyr suicide bomber. 
trying to kill Jews. Mm-hmm. You can Google it. There's actually videos that I think are on YouTube. Hold on. Let's do this right now. Give me the page. We'll do it right now. What's it called? Um, it's called, um, what is it called? Future Pioneers or hold on a second. Tomorrow's Pioneers. If you Google Palestinian Mickey Mouse, you'll get the same thing. All right. Palestinian Mickey Mouse. There we go. Palestinian Mickey Mouse. Oh, my God. Wow. Hold on. I got, I got to pull this so up. So when on they the, say it's just Hamas. <laughs> I got to pull this up on the, the Jumbotron for people to actually look at on the screen here. I'm using OBS, like I said before. So I have to. Um, I'm, I'm learning the system. There we go. That's the wrong one. Hold on. Uh, Windows 10. No, 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 no. And what the heck is going on? This is why I don't do this kind of stuff. Cancel, display capture, window capture. Should be display capture. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, automatic. I don't want that one. Why isn't it letting me? There we go. Okay, there we. I got it. I got it, folks. I got it. I thought you had Josh's plumbers running your internet, uh, or bro. Something. W- it wouldn't be surprising, right? <laughs> like I'm still learning this this software. Do not put a grunt in charge of this stuff. I mean, come on. Uh, you know, Josh should know better. It's his fault. Blame Josh. Son of a bitch. No, here we go. Oh, man, this isn't even working either. How do I shrink this? That's what she... Okay, here we go. We're getting, we're getting there. We're getting there, folks. You know, the audio podcast, uh, God bless them. They're probably listening to this going, what the hell is wrong with this guy? He is so uh, unorganized. Okay, here we go. We've got it pulled up right now. This is... Uh, if you go Google um, Palestinian Mickey Mouse, let's go to videos... Uh, let's pull this up live. Um, dude. Is it a coincidence it looks a little inbred? <laughs> this, this looks like a, a heroin addict of uh, Mickey Mouse. It's part goat, so you never know. Hold on. Let's let's pull this up. Palestinian Media Watch, Pella. This is from... <laughs> yes, tomorrow's pioneers will restore this nation to its glory, and we will liberate Al-Asqas with Allah's will. Um... We'll liberate the Muslim countries invaded by murderers. This is just one video of many. Um, we will win. Yeah, this was a children's TV show series. This is from back in 2009, though. But, I mean, is there anything uh, recent? Yeah, 2008, 2007. I mean, this is also, again, it, it does well, it go. Went off, it, it went off the air, but it was not being rerun or it wasn't recorded. But uh, this is what they were teaching children even back then. Oh, yeah, so of course. To say that it's just Hamas. Yeah. Uh, for anyone to say that, just watch a, watch an episode of that that's translated and see. This is what they're teaching children that it's okay to. I mean, when when the the center yeah. character around there, yeah, dies and I think I, I think it was a suicide bomb. It was, no, you don't say. Martyr, I know you that don't much. say. <laughs> yeah, it's not shocking. It's not shocking. Yeah, this but is, it's a religion of peace. So, yeah, this so, is this worry. is what they teach their children, and nobody wants to talk about this because everybody's so afraid of being labeled racist. Yeah, it's like, look, these are their actions. This is what they do. This is not our fault. This is not being Islamophobic, xenophobic. This is what they do. This is their culture. This is their culture, and nobody wants to have yep. that discussion because if they do, oh my God, people might not like me. People might call me a, a, a neocon warmonger. <laughs> but it says, if the neighbors are Jewish, you should beat them up. Does it really say that? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. Uh, that's uh, well, if it was Palestine, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have Jewish neighbors in Palestine because they'd already been killed. Yeah, isn't it interesting how there's no Jews in Palestine, but there was a lot of Palestinians in uh, Israel? 
And that I mean, that, that's true too. A lot of the Israelis were, uh, were murdered by Palestinians that were working there that flipped on them. Anyway, thank you for your call, brother. Well, uh, the, the King of Jordan actually put out a statement beforehand of why they weren't taking a Palestinian refugee. Mm-hmm. Turns out they took a bunch of them last time this happened, and they tried to foment revolution and killing the king in Jordan. What? So Stop. we do that once. Stop. It's kind of, they're, they're a religion of peace, yeah, I know. It would never about? happen. What are, you, what are you talking about? You sound Islamophobic. <laughs> are you afraid is, of the Muslims? That's a co-religionist. Are you afraid of the Muslims? Just say well, you don't no, like Muslims. Just say you don't like Muslims. I appreciate you calling, man, and you have a great day. Oh, my God. The number is 214-817-1689. We're going to take your calls throughout the show today, folks. Also, hey, if you like the shirt, Hogan Flair 2024 or Tarn Feather 2024, go to johnburke.com. You want to support the show, you can do it there. Hey, real quick, I forgot to tell you this. We're coming up on almost a million downloads. Oh, yeah? We've actually nice. already hit that because we had to. We started back over with Podbean because we went from the other, the, right. the, the, the back to Podbean. But we're coming up on a legitimate a million downloads for the show. Thank you guys so much. Sincerely. You know, we've evolved throughout the time. You're taking another call right now, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I got a call. Jesus Christ. All right, go ahead. You don't even give me a I, chance. I'm sorry. I just, Yellow. It all happened so fast. <laughs> That's what she said. Yellow. Oh, my God. You are killing me. Yellow. You are so fired. You are so fired. It was connected. <laughs> they weren't answering. I could only do so much. I was inverted. Uh, okay, so let's get on to Let's hold calls for a second here, though. Um, this is the article coming to us from Breitbart News. Uh, okay, this is what we saw. This is the firsthand witness reports. A father and two sons in their underwear, having just woken up, are trying to flee from their home. The father picks up one boy, and all three run to shelter in the backyard. A terrorist peers over the fence and lobs a grenade into the shelter. It bounces off the back wall and explodes. A father's body falls forward. A boy appears covered in his father's blood, looking at his father. For a moment, you think the terrorist will shoot him. Instead, the armed terrorists bring the boys inside into the home. One boy sits on a chair, the other on a couch. Both still in their underwear, both covered in trickles of blood, their fathers. They wail, Daddy, Daddy. The boy on the couch says, Ite, I think they're going to kill us. A terrorist with a Palestinian flag patch on his flak jacket opens the fridge and asks if they want mayhem in Hebrew. Uh, want water, mayhem in Hebrew. Uh, the one on the couch replies in English that he wants his mother, not mayhem, but mommy. He repeats, mommy, mommy. Then comes the worst moment of all. We see the boy on the couch now doubling, doubled over on the rug. Why am I alive? He wails. He then looks at the brother in the chair. There is red, black space where his eyes used to be. He asks if his brother can see out of that eye. He says that he cannot. The other brother asks again, are you joking? He repeats that he cannot see. Somehow the boys escape together out the back door. Later, the footage shows the mother coming into the home with local security guards. She sees her husband's body and her legs give way. She screams and the security guards place a hand on her mouth to try and drag her away. The attack is still going on and they are still at risk of being killed. That was the worst for me. The footage of that event compiled from multiple surveillance cameras in a town that the Israeli Defense Forces asked us not to reveal since the relatives of the dead have not yet seen the footage. On Monday, the IDF invited journalists onto a military base to view 43 minutes of raw footage of the attack by the Palestinian Hamas terrorist group on October 17th, an attack that claimed over 1,400 lives and saw over 4,000 people wounded and more than 200 taken prisoner. 
The footage was compiled from both victims and perpetrators, from GoPro cameras, dashboard cameras, social media, surveillance cameras, and even audio recording apps on mobile phones. It is just a small part of what the IDF still possesses. We are not allowed to bring cell phones, cameras, or laptops into the room because the IDF does not want the public to see the footage before the, fam the families of the victims have seen it. If it is ever seen again at all, we were only allowed notepads and pens. Throughout the screening, there were gasps and cries in the audience. I heard some journalists whisper, make it stop. Some of the footage had already appeared in snippets of news coverage or on social media during the attack on October 7th. And in the hours that followed, but most had never been screened publicly before or in full context. We saw, we still see in our memories, civilian drivers being murdered in their cars. We saw terrorists setting fires to homes. We saw the aftermath, burned bodies, corpses of people who had been bound and gagged, bodies of murdered children and babies a decapitated soldier. We see and hear the terrified screams of female IDF soldiers who had taken shelter against the attack. Some are murdered underneath the table as they scream. The incoherent, terrified screaming of a living human being facing violent death helplessly. Again and again, we see Hamas terrorists pumping bullets into people who had already, who were already dead just to make sure. Some of the terrorists are visibly and audibly nervous in the footage, but they are not in combat situation. They are coming for civilians. They are hunting Jews, trying to find them in their hiding places, reveling in the piles of bodies, mutilating corpses, looting the victims. The film also contains an audio sequence recorded on the phone of one of the victims used by a terrorist to call his parents back home in Gaza to boast that he had killed 10 Jews. He tells them to check their WhatsApp as he has his father replies, Allah Akbar. But then the realization sets in that his son is probably not coming back, that he intends to become a martyr and to die fighting so that he can kill as many Jews as possible. The mother comes to phone to the phone and pleads with him to come back. She is not, after all, she is not, uh, after all that murder, proud of him. We see scenes of the carnage at music festivals, terrorists shooting into the closed doors of portable toilets, murdering those within. We see victims hiding in a dumpster. We see hostages, bloodied in agony, being loaded onto trucks as their captors laugh. There is no moment of redemption in the footage. We do not see the end when the good guys arrive and save the victims. The only comfort is the knowledge that the GoPro footage at least was retrieved from the terrorists after they were killed or captured. After the video was done, we were allowed to go outside to retrieve our equipment. I needed to start writing as soon as I did so. But first... I had to sit down. I leaned against the wall and cried. I kept thinking about those little boys and the nightmare they endured. IDF spokesman Admiral Daniel Higari said that the military had hesitated before sharing the footage, but he said the IDF ultimately decided to do so because we want to understand ourselves what we are fighting for. He spoke about the duty to create a collective memory, noting that Israel was doing even while it was still fighting the enemy that had attacked it. Hagari also said that the attacks had nothing to do with Islam, but it was impossible to ignore the shouts of Allah Akbar that accompanied so much of the killing and that greeted the dead bodies and the bloodied captives when they arrived in Gaza. Whatever this attack had to do with Islam is something that Islam has to deal with. For now, Israel has a war to fight and win. And this is why a terrible crime, a crime against humanity, demands justice. And they're 100% right. 100% right. It's disgusting.
Israel has every right to go in there and do to them what they've done to Israel. Every right to do so. How dare Joe Biden go over there and say, ceasefire. Don't know. Absolutely not. When somebody comes into your home and they murder your women, your children, they rape them, they behead them, they treat them like, like animals, wipe them off the face of the earth. These are barbarians. These are just disgusting individuals. Stop sitting there pearl clutching, crying about innocent Palestinian kids when you said nothing about innocent Jewish children being murdered in their homes. It's disgusting how you will side with the likes of Islamic terrorists. Do you not remember 9-11? The men and women that had to jump from those buildings and plunge to their deaths? Folks, these people want you dead. I don't know how many times we can say this. How many examples of Islamic jihad you have to bear witness to? Why the media won't call it Islamic terrorists, while Obama wouldn't call them Islamic terrorists. Why? Marxism could control the narrative, control the language. Folks, it's time for Americans to start rising up and pointing fingers at who is to blame. And those that stand with Palestine stand with Hamas. It's disgusting. I saw Tim Poole, one of his producers, this ex-porn star, sitting there saying it was impressive and commendable. How these people flew in on gliders to murder innocent Israeli children. Disgusting. And then Ashley St. Clair goes out there and says, it's not anti-Semitic to support that. Are you out of your mind? This is someone that works for PragerU. I have never seen so many turning point MAGA influencers endorsing Palestine. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me with this? And that's why assholes like me will sit here and try and get people to understand that the only way to fix this is you eliminate them. Not all. I'm not saying for all. I'm saying those that housed Hamas, a.k.a. Palestine, get rid of it. Well, John, let Israel do what it needs to do. This does not require American interventionalism. It does not require us to fund this war, which we're already doing that Joe Biden's trying to make happen. Let Israel destroy Gaza. Get rid of them. I don't care if you like that or not. I don't care if you call me a neocon. Maybe when your children get murdered, maybe we have another 9-11, then you'll understand and you'll wake up to the atrocities of what Islam brings with it. And that's another reason why I'm for the separation of church and state. Maybe now people will start to understand and realize the points that I try to make are not for the here and now. It's foresight into the future to see what can actually happen. How many Muslim refugees did Michigan take in? And now look at them. You've got Ilhan Omar, you've got Rashida Tlaib, you've got these other people out there that are endorsed by these populations that support Israeli murder and genocide. Yeah, were they, um, they were put there. They were placed there. Yep. They didn't migrate there. They True, yeah, they refugees, flew, refugees. They flew yeah. them over yeah. and they picked those places. And look who they elect, yeah. more terrorist sympathizers. Yeah. Sorry. Should multi they be able to vote? I I mean, no, if they're refugees, no, you, you send them back. Once the thing is over, send yeah. them back, get rid of them. Uh, Ron DeSantis came out. He's made a very, very controversial statement. He talked about how, now I'm going to go into this, how uh, students here, foreign exchange students, not citizens, foreign exchange students that come over here and voice support for terrorist organizations. He said, when I'm president, they will be deported. Their visa's canceled and kicked out. Libertarians are already pearl clutching. It's freedom of speech. It's actually not. You're not a citizen. You don't have those same rights. Because if you believe in that, if you believe in universal free speech in every other country, and that means America should be getting involved in every single country out there that does not advocate for free speech. No. You have to be a citizen. They're not citizens. And also, why in God's name would you allow somebody that wants to come over here and have the privilege? It is a privilege. It's not a right to be a foreign exchange. That is a privilege. 
you you uh, you basically utilize the privilege of coming over here to learn in our academia, which I don't know if it's really a privilege, the liberal indoctrinating ground, and you sit there and you advocate for the deaths of America. You're against the American country. I kick you the fuck out too. In a heartbeat. You're not a citizen. We owe you nothing. Get out. That's not free speech. Free speech is what you what happens when you have a citizen. And by the way, if you, any of you even know this, on the visa forms to migrate over here, or foreign exchange, or to actually come over here, you know one of the questionnaires on there is, have you ever endorsed terrorism? It's in the questionnaire. You can go look this up. It's like Article 147 or something like that. You can go look this up. It is literally code that you should come over here and support America. So you'll excuse me why I don't agree with bringing immigrants over here, be they students or not, that don't like America. Then fuck you. Yeah. Go back to your shithole you came from and don't stay here. But I love how liberal. I'm sorry. Look, I'm just going to say libertarians, I will never side with you again. Your foreign policy is complete shit. You are cowards. Fucking cowards. I was trying my best not to cuss so much. Cowards. The people that I have seen on Twitter have just mind been, been mind-blowingly just spineless cowards. If libertarians were in charge, we'd be conquered. America be conquered. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's the federal background check has it on the forms too. Thank you, Crash Man. It's all over the place. It's literally part of the law of like, if you want to come here, have you ever, have you ever been affiliated with terrorism? Those that hate America, and if you check yes, get out. You know, there was a great example I saw. I talked about how if my children in my house say they hate hate America, we deal with it. It's free speech. You're right, but you're going to be watched in the sense of like. You know, there's a difference in saying, I hate my government, which I think most of us do. Yeah. I hate my government versus saying, I advocate for Islamic extremists to come over here and murder Americans because they're not Islamic. There's a little difference there. I'll take it one step. I hate the people who are in our government running our country right now. I agree. I think they're terrible. But the example given is, yes, but at the same time, those are kids in our house. We deal with it. What we're facing now, though, is kids coming from other houses coming into ours and saying they hate our house. Then get the hell out. Go back to your house. We don't want you here. John, you're xenophobic. I don't care what you call it. I don't care what you call it. Middle Eastern culture is garbage. It is garbage. I've been there. I have been there. If it's great, then why does everybody come in here? Because America's wonderful. Yeah. America's wonderful. It is truly the land of opportunity. It is. But not with these people who are running it right now. Now the borders are wide open and people oh are coming God. over here. We've got to Folks, protect ourselves to make sure that's that... Uh, buy ammunition, buy yeah. firearms, do what you got to do, protect your families. I'm not trying to create this panic of like, oh my God, the sky is falling. But folks, I'm telling you, stay alert, stay aware, carry concealed, and protect yourself. Yeah, when you have... Because it won't be the police, large, it won't be the military. Yeah, when you have these large groups supporting Palestine yeah. and oh, the, man. the destruction of Israel mm-hmm. and all the Israeli people... Mm, a lot of terrorist yeah. sympathizers in our midst, folks. Now, I'm not sitting there saying they should be deported if they're citizens. You can That's your right to free speech. And I know people, there's a gray area in this people aren't going to get. They have a right to free speech. They have a right to say, I support Palestine. I think they're pieces of crap, honestly. But if you're on a student visa or for exchange or whatever, and you say that, get out. We got to deal with these morons here. But folks, oh my God, it's It's disgusting. It's disgusting. 
If you're watching on Rumble, make sure you hit that like and follow button. If you could share the stream, we're also streaming live on Twitter. I don't know if I'm going to keep streaming on Twitter, though. I kind of feel like I'm going to say something that's going to get me banned. I'm over 10,000 followers on Twitter again. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many times I've built these accounts up. Um, I probably I probably won't be streaming on Twitter much longer because I don't want to risk that. I can, uh, the one good thing about Rumble, discoverability is garbage, but it is a platform of free speech. You can yeah. say whatever you want, and I do appreciate that. Um, moving on to the next article. Son of Hamas founder says mainstream media is afraid to label group as genocidal religious movement. Why is that? Uh, watch live. White House says top priority has been, has been, let's go to that real quick. Oh, oh by the way, we still don't have a speaker. Still don't have a speaker of the house. Great job, Congress. Great job. Yeah, Byron Donaldson just, uh, oh my God, that moron. You don't like it? I like I, I'm him. sorry. I can't, I, I don't want to, tr- I don't want a Trump loyalist. I just don't want a Trump loyalist. I want someone that's going to represent the people. He said that if he, if he's elected, he'll release the J6 tapes. Yeah. I think it's a nothing burger. You what, think so? Let me, know. let me ask you this question. I think was, he would be the guy to do it. I like I'm not him. saying he wouldn't, but we already had that promise made by McCarthy. McCarthy was also endorsed by Trump. Yeah. Didn't happen. Now, here's the thing. What's in the J6 tapes that's going to change our opinion or anything? That, that's what Mike, I, I feel like this is a nothing burger at this point. I feel like Maybe it's, it's prom- more of these uh, Capitol Police walking But these we already saw that, the, though. I, I mean, I don't I know. know. I agree but with you. Should, if they say they're going to release it, then, then release it. I, my thing, you and then, you know, that's what really pissed me off is like, you know, somebody that did not take a lot of heat for backing down. It was Marjorie Taylor Greene. She basically endorsed McCarthy, got Daddy Trump on the phone during the friggin' 12, 15 rounds of debates. You know, I was like, oh, talk to Daddy Trump. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene goes, I was like, well, we can't release them because no, 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 no. You made the promise. Yeah. You talked about release transparency. It. Do it. Freaking do it. Stop with these lies. And then, you know, again, but then MAGA people was like, oh, we're here to drain the swamp. They are literally protecting the swamp. You are protecting corruption. Why can't you release the tapes? It's ridiculous. But Matt Gates, Rob Noor, if you're listening, I know you're going to hate me. I don't care. Nah, he's not going to hate me. He's a good dude. Gates did not have a plan. And Rob's method of debate, well, I don't want to get into it because I want to debate Rob on this live. I'm not going to give my hand on this one, but I love debating Rob. But we still don't have a speaker. House controls the purse. We're going to see what happens, folks. Uh, I think they're, they're supposed to reconvene today. We'll see. I have Byron Donalds is throwing his hat into the ring. Yeah. I don't know where people stand on him. Jim Jordan is back down before, but then he, he came back out and said he's going to run again for the third round of votes. And then he lost even more votes than before. Uh, you know, and the message this sends to the entire nation, much less the world, is the GOP is in massive disarray. We are not united. Because whoever the House Speaker is, oh my God, I do not like McCarthy, but the guy could fundraise. He could raise money. That's been very well known. You know, McCarthy didn't make good on some promises. He did make good on other promises. I'll give him that. I remember, dude, we, we took it case by case. Like, I actually agree with McCarthy on this one. I disagree with him on this one. Matt Gates went in there and just basically threw a freaking wrench into the, in the thing, in the machine, with no plan at all. Folks, anarchy know, I, is not a plan. I almost think that was always his plan. Oh, he, he wants to run on this. He wants to be the guy that took down the biggest neocon of yeah, them all, the biggest the, warmonger, which is great. Which is why he put he, up those stipulations to begin with. Like yeah. If you become speaker, then, mm-hmm. you know, one person, majority, that can get you out. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think he was just waiting to do it. Which he was. Yeah. He was. Because, it, dude, he, he had a plan set up for this. Because, again, like I said, he's been eyeing that gubernatorial I mean, race, and I think it's 2026. Would you call him a Trump loyalist then? Yes. If he, Trump endorsed McCarthy, then uh-huh. why would Gates... But Gates is going back to go campaign with Trump right now. Is he? Mm-hmm. He already said it. He says he's going to go campaign with Trump. He's, he's a big Trump guy. I don't know. I, I feel I, like people like it's, that... It's hard to peg any of these people at this point. The one thing I'm really concerned about is who can deliver on policies. You know, and who I can agree. lower our taxes, who can secure the border, who can keep us out of these proxy wars. I agree. Um, let's go to the White House, see if this is actually live. 
Or no, it says I have to have a Fox News account for this. Ain't not going to happen. Not going to happen. Um, son of Hamas founder says mainstream media afraid to label group a genocidal religious movement. They're raging religious movement against Israel. The mainstream media cannot say this. You know why they can't say this? Because if they do, you're, you're an Islam, you're Islamophobe. Everything, like what, is, what is with the left and their, their willingness to just label everything phobe? Everything's a phobe. You're, if you don't agree with the LGBT Marxist agenda of trying to gender transition your children, you're an Islamophobe. Yeah, I'm afraid real. of you freaks coming out of the world. Absolutely not. This guy's a real phobe. <laughs> this guy's a real phobe. And we'll take your calls again. 214-817-1689. The son of a Hamas founder said Hamas is even more dangerous than ISIS on Monday, claiming the mainstream media is afraid to call it a genocidal religious movement for fear of igniting a full-on religious war. Oh, folks, it's already here. This is a religious war. It's been this way since the dawn of time, and especially these, these Christian conservatives out there, they're advocating for Palestine. I find it very hypocritical. And in the Bible, these are the sons and daughters of Ishmael. It says it clear as day. And that's just, is that Nassim? Oh, please let it be Nassim. She's probably awake right now. This pig whore. I'm going to call him in his little slut girlfriend. Hello? Yellow. How you doing? What's going on, man? Uh, Elizabeth Dream, how are you? Man, I can't complain. I mean, it's nobody's going to listen. Anyway, actually, I complain for a living on the show. So. I guess some people listen. Some people listen. What's on your mind, brother? I was wondering, uh, because you were talking earlier about the student foreign visas and all that and how you can just get rid of them. Mm-hmm. But what do you do with, uh, I guess, domestic domestic people? How do you handle that? Oh, that's that's where it gets to the slippery slope of free speech. Like, what's the difference between free speech and inciting a riot and calling for, and you know, and this is where it gets complicated because that's kind of what America was built on. America was built on revolution. Like, we, we revolted against the British Empire. Yeah. This is what we do. And so it's it, it, it's like, that's the gray area. It's like, what what justifies advocating for violence against one's own government? And I feel like when the rights of the people are infringed and you see tyranny really take hold, then it's the duty of every citizen. But in this case, we're supporting, or those people are actually uh, vocally supporting terrorists that it's not necessarily a tyrannical government they're trying to overthrow. It's a religious ideology they're wanting to forcibly impose on people. That's the difference there. Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, you yeah. still have free speech. And it's, so it's kind of like, where is the line on that? When, then we have, to, we have to resort back to the law. What does the law say on this? What are your thoughts on That's this? That's true. Now, um, hmm, I'm trying to think how I want to articulate this without sounding like an idiot. No, go right ahead, man. Oof, that's tough. I'll just make fun of you after you hang my out. No, con- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, go for it, dude. No, my concern is the fervor in which people are doing this mm-hmm. and then how that's going to trickle into action. So the link between belief and action is my yeah. concern. Yeah. Oh, I agree, but I mean, so belief all, spread well results in, in action well. eventually. I mean, when when a belief takes root in someone's mind, look at the indoctrination of Palestinian children to hate and want to kill Jews. You know, and a lot of people grow up, and I'm sure those very same people are in Hamas that conducted those terrorist attacks on Israel. I mean, beliefs do translate into actions over time if left unchecked. And unfortunately, you know, imagine who, who combats Hamas extremism from the ideological standpoint, you're not going to have people pushing back in God, or excuse me, in Gaza, in Palestine against their terrorists. Because if you do, you're going to be killed. Mm-hmm. They don't tolerate it. So it's like, you either believe it as we do yeah. or you're dead in America. It's a little bit different. Like people can combat these, these clearly, um, 
uh, terrorist supporters uh, without killing people. Unfortunately, you know, sometimes I feel like there's a lot. I saw a lot of footage about violence erupting in some of these protests. Like a guy was instigating at a Palestinian protest and he ran around with an Israeli flag. They literally chased this guy down and the cops had it was in London. Excuse me, because uh, none of them had guns. They were all a bunch of like Billy Club and looking weirdos. But yeah, I was just Getting like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get some acid or a knife. That's so much better. You know, <laughs> Americans and the guns, I say. <laughs> But yeah, that, that's where I stand. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, I it's actually, uh, yeah. Oh, I was saying I actually have, I'm thinking I actually have a little bit more faith in colleges because I think most of them are just I think they're just dumb and they just don't know better. So I think there is some level of I guess uh, deprogramming you can do in colleges. It's the it's but the how so when, when your instructors are diehard liberals? How how do you how do you you know it's been proven statistically most people turn conservative when they get older. But how do you prevent the indoctrination when the indoctrination is not coming from the student body itself, but coming from the professors that encourage this? How do you, how do you stop that? Oh, well, this is, well, this is part of the, uh, maybe we're delving too deep into another topic here. This is part of the reason why I will never be a conservative and a Republican. It's just they lost the culture war. Yeah. Well, more like they gave it up. They didn't even lose it. They didn't, they decided not to fight it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, it, it was a breeding ground. Culture is a breeding ground for everything. Yeah. And this is about 90% of the reason why we are where we are. You know, I agree with you on that. I do agree with you on that. I feel like, you know, even even myself, I kind of, under the the banner of liberty, um, the banner of independence, was an advocate for, you know, the cultural freedom to do as you want. We saw this with the LGBT. We saw this with, you know, the the legalization of gay marriage. And I get it. I understand. Rights are rights are rights. Uh, But at the same time, that spawned the trans movement. And the trans movement has spawned this general mutilation and sanity, and it's segueing into pedophilia and stuff like that. And I'm not saying that all trans people are pedophile. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it was very interesting how when one hit the scene, became more mainstream, the other is now trying to become mainstream too. So you're right, conservatives, um, I wouldn't say so much as they lost the culture war. It's just they don't know how to fight it. We've instead given so much... No, they don't know how to fight at any level. Yeah, we, we've given the left so much... Um, favoritism over controlling the, the, the language, controlling the culture. And I feel like, you know, the pendulum needs to swing back the opposite direction. We're seeing traditionalism make a rise back in the, the Gen Z movement. You see all these women out there saying, I can't find a good man. It's like, yeah, because you feminized them all. You turn these men into little feminine, little crybabies, And you got the older generation of men like me. It's like, what did you expect to happen? It's like, I wish he would cry more. It's like, well, I mean, I'm not saying that a man shouldn't, you know, showcase his feelings, but there has to be a certain level of masculinity showcased by men to be protectors, to be to be the, the the breadwinners, to go out there and deal with this kind of crap and let women be women, the nurturers, the providers, the lovers, the the mothers, the maternal figures. But instead, women is like, well, you know what? I need the I need the same rights, so I'm going to go out there into the workforce, be just as stressed the hell out as they are, let somebody else raise my kids, and then wonder and complain why you know we are a dysfunctional family or men have become very effeminate. And it's like, look, this is what progressive white women have done. I blame progressive white liberal women; it's their fault. <laughs> We want the poor people to deport them. Has uh, anyone ever told you you talk super fast like Ben Shapiro? Kind of funny. Actually, no. You no. just uh, okay, yeah. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard of Ben talk, but he just. Let me ask you this: So, who are you going to vote for? Involved. Who am I going to vote for? I can't vote because uh, convicts are not allowed to vote. But because uh, what it wasn't. Assuming I could. Oh, what'd you do? Uh, You're a convict. Topic. What did you do? Yeah. Uh, uh, without getting too incriminating, uh, long story short, I got into a fight and uh, no, no one was killed or super, super badly hurt. Mm-hmm. But that that was enough to uh, cause an issue. So no prison time, thankfully. 
But you can't vote. Uh, You're a convicted so felon. Who would you vote for? Who, you who would you vote for? That yeah, perfectly perfectly phrased. Uh, I mean, I don't love Trumpy boy, but probably Trump. Okay. Mostly because he also has Smart. the most realistic chance of winning. Smart. Like I like the chances. He seems like a cool dude, but I, realistically, he's not going to be Trump. He okay. just I don't think he has the he doesn't have the presence, and candidly, I don't think he's good at speaking. So his policies are great, and obviously, he's been. You know, slamming dick on chin in uh, Florida and just kicking ass. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So policy wise, he can do it, but it's just, you know, Trump is a uh, is a I don't want to praise. I mean, he's a player. Mm. Simple as what he knows how to play the game, whether you love him or hate him. Does and he? he's really good at doing that. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Oh, you're going to agree because he's voting for Trump. No. Be quiet, Josh. You're that's, always going to. Which there's... game? Which game will we talk? Which game does he know how to play? Uh, Drain the swamp. I guess we're talking about the general game of. I, I guess we're talking about a popularity contest, but also a little bit yeah. of playing to the audience. Oh, okay, so, fair enough. I thought you meant like the political game. game. I was like, ah, I don't know about that one. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think he did okay. I think he, I don't. I don't think he gave him enough credit on that. I'm, I'm not I, saying I don't. I think it's 2016. I don't want to like, 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 always carry water for Trump. admit that a guy who's never been in politics, who got up on stage with 18 other candidates and beat them all, mm-hmm. who've been in politics their, you know, most huh. of their lives, that's pretty impressive for somebody that's never been in politics. But that in and of itself, he doesn't know what he's doing. That's great. I'm not, I'm not in disagreement of that. I agree with you. I thought when we saw Trump call Ted Cruz's wife ugly and stuff, I was sitting he there rolling. Uh, Rand Paul ugly too. He did, yeah. And then when he tried to get Massey kicked out of the party it was these indicators they were like wait a minute what is this guy doing it's like i'm sorry you know it, it's great trump again trump is wonderful at speaking the language of the common american that's why he is so popular that's also why he's so polarizing but when it comes to other things like policy and stuff bro he, you know the likes of drain on us these these grifters out there is like he's gonna drain the swamp it's like he didn't he got beat by the swamp and in fact the reason he got beat is he basically he let the ass kissers into his group circle and they turned on him it's like trump has a very bad yeah, habit of like, that's, if people, that's if he, if they kiss the yeah, ring, sorry, he lets them into the group and then they flip on him. It's like, dude, do you not yep. know? Do you not understand boundaries? I mean, ask the ladies whose pussies you grabbed about boundaries and the lack thereof. I mean, come on, but thank you for your call, dude. I appreciate it. No, that's, yeah, no, that's his big thing. One last thing. Yeah. His big thing is uh, his weakness is ego. So if you oh, can yeah. stroke the ego yeah. in the right way, that's yeah. enough. Well, that's okay. why it's the cult of personality. You know, Trump is, he, he does have a very big ego and I got friends Big friends out there with large podcasts are like, you know, he does have a fucking ego problem. This guy is not a, uh, it's, it's a big, it's a big no-go when it comes to leadership. When your ego is going to get you into places that you can't get out of versus like just putting the ego to the side and saying, look, you know, if Trump, I, I well, thank you for your call. I think Trump, I, I would, I would really love to see Trump apologize for warp speed and the clot shot. And he's never going to, never going he's to. never going to. Which again, I mean, even the stimulus checks, I thought was a terrible idea. When you start us. like writing checks and screwed all that us. shit, yep. printed off more money. I, I didn't agree with it when he was doing it, but overall, I mean, yeah. I, most of his policies were pretty solid. There were, yeah, there were a few, but that again, kind of that COVID Chinese thing really got us phew, the Chinese virus. And still China has paid nothing. nothing. They paid nothing. No. Still don't have a wall, by the way. Mexico didn't pay for it. Didn't even get close to finishing that wall. I mean, do you, I don't know. I never really thought he was 
like Mexico is going to pay for the Hell wall. Hell no. But I just thought it was a good idea to have a fucking border wall yeah. that could keep most of these illegals out yeah. of our country. I agree. But it needs to be twofold, economics yeah. and the wall. But we didn't we didn't get either. But, but I mean, he had Mexico working with us, too, to keep the illegals on their side yeah. before they entered the country for amnesty. Yeah. You know? So, I mean... The stay in Mexico policy, which was funny because Biden then reversed again. Yeah. He's like, oh, we messed up. But it's like, but it doesn't matter. They're still coming over illegally. It doesn't end anything. We have no idea how many millions and millions of illegals are in this country now. Mm-hmm. And, I, is, and, and Trump was also for scary. amnesty again. He put it back on the thing. He's like, we're for amnesty. He's like, no, enough with the amnesty no. because all amnesty does, it incentivizes people to come over yeah. and bide their time. And then eventually it'll get put on the table for a negotiation with Democrats. And this is why Republicans lose. This is exactly why Republicans lose, and you incentivize by negotiating. No, stop negotiating with Democratic terrorist supporters. And that's what I'm saying. The GOP needs to unite, specifically in the House. They're, they're need, we need to have a come-to-Jesus meeting like, and get somebody in there that's going to unite the right. And I'm telling you, folks, it ain't Trump. It is not Trump. It's not his supporters. going to unite anybody, really. I, I just We better figure it out. Most, of, most people unite most of us or... We got to figure it out because right now Democrats are united. They are in. They are in unison. They they stand there and they do. They fall in line. Do you agree that under Trump, most of the conservatives, Republicans, or libertarians became united? No, he, he got fought left and right. I mean, I'll, I'll give so? that to Trump. I mean, like not like in politics, but the American people. Oh yeah, he, of course, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We he were pulled definitely a lot united. of people who never voted. Mm-hmm. You know, he pulled them out of yeah. wherever they were and. You know, got him to pull the lever for him. Well, it's also interesting how DeSantis, like I said, he still polls very well with independents, though. Yeah. And it's because... Uh, and you know, I think pop- DeSantis is a great governor. I think he would be a great president moving forward. Mm. It's just, again, I have to go back to this type of political season where you have Trump in this race, and he's going to suck out all the oxygen in the room. And that's the problem with anybody who has you know, a platform like DeSantis mm. who could do a good job, but... Because of this other thing over here, mm-hmm. it's just it's going to be impossible to overcome. I don't know, man. We're still early in this ball game. We'll see. Everybody, all the MAGA influencers out there are—they're actually really funny to me. It's the most cringe crap out there. Debating with like four-year-olds. Uh, literally, the Trump War Room called Christina Pushaw a dummy. I'm like, okay, how about you just call her like a bitch or a cunt or something like that? Like, get 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 you know contemporary with your insults. Well, oh, golly gee, barnacles. I mean, shucks. She's a real butthole. She's a real. <laughs> I'm not advocate. I like Christina. She follows me. I follow her. We talk every so often in the in the comments and stuff. But it's also one of those things. Like, did they really call her a dummy? Like, man, that's just some cringe crap. Like, update your insults, man. This this is bad. But anyway, the Trump war room continuously goes out there, and they're just like, you know, it's over for DeSantis. Got to hang it up after this. Like, bro, you've been saying this for the last six months, and it's like. If you're really not afraid of this guy, you certainly spent a lot of time talking about him. Yeah. I've told everybody. It's like, normally I would think Trump probably is going to take it because he does have a lot of support out there. But when Trump continues to go out there and do what Trump does, which is take his left foot and effectively insert it into his mouth while the other one effectively insert it up into his butthole, that's what he does. Trump came out as pro-choice. Trump comes out as pro-vaccine. And it is, it is mind-boggling to me how Democrats, excuse me, I might as well call MAGA Democrats, how you would support a guy who attacked the second, has praised Hezbollah, has praised China, has, you know, advocated for the clot shot, shut the country down, destroyed hundreds of thousands of businesses. Again, pro-choice. It's like, you're voting for a Democrat. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Because if you think that DeSantis is also good too, why not give him the shot? Because he's the complete opposite yeah, of Trump's I, progressive I don't policies. Think he's win. 
Well, I'm, well, well, if you would have, what if, well, if you, if people like you say, well, let's let's give them the opportunity to win. Well, well I, I, so let, let me let me let me let me ask you this question instead. Then, if it was DeSantis versus Biden, do you think DeSantis could win? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think anybody, then why I not think vote a, for DeSantis in the primary? And if he doesn't win Biden it, win. no, no. My my question is then, if why not vote for DeSantis in the primary? And if he doesn't win, vote Trump. Because uh, I your I, vote's not wasted no, if you vote DeSantis I'd like against to see Trump. A second. Trump turn. Okay, so that's what it is. Because he does but such if, a good job you know, his first two years, you know, economically for everybody. You know, gas prices were low. You smell something burning? Yeah, I do. Well, I was just playing at your pants on fire because you're lying. No, I'm kidding. There is something burning. I'm yeah. sure what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I and mean, this is the last episode we have before the studio burns I down. Know. Uh, Somebody's making popcorn. I I, I hope. Know. Anyway, you yeah, were saying making sardines again. Oh lord. Yeah, but uh, I think the first two years of his uh his presidency, you know, we were all wealthier. You yeah. know, our country was safer. Yeah. We, we were seeing the you know our foreign relations. Yeah, he yeah. was going over to North Korea talking to Kim. Jong- I mean, he. Yeah. I think he did a lot of good stuff. He there. flexed. I'm not gonna lie. The guy and was good at flexing, but I think Sanders could do it too. Given a yeah, I think he can. But mm-hmm. I would like to see you know what he had on his back burner for his second term. That's what I want to see. But bro, he had the chance. He yeah. blew it. He I, empowered the FBI. He he, yeah. he basically he didn't we'll, he didn't we'll see. He didn't drain I mean, the swamp. He empowered it even more. It's just kind of like this. Yeah, I don't know that we're dealing, ever gonna drain the swamp. I, well, I mean, no, I that's even, up to the voters. At this that's, point, I don't know what that means. Voters, yeah. <laughs> what does that even mean anymore? That this is voters' fault. I'm not even gonna blame Trump fully on this one. This is voters. Again, I think the 2020 election was rigged. Like I'll put it out there that I think it was stolen from him. If you don't want to say. You know, the ballots were stuffed, mm-hmm. like in uh, Dinesh D'Souza's... Uh, he had to recant. He had to recant. If you even wanted to go, like, go back from that, if you just go to how the FBI mm-hmm. took the uh, Hunter Biden laptop... Yeah, tried to, yeah. ...and said it was dis- Russian disinformation. Biden himself on the debate said it was Russian disinformation. But that, and he knew sell, that. that tells and me a sincere people, lack of leadership of well, Trump that saw now, the FBI go after his campaign. He did nothing to them. Have, he empowered well, them. you have people now, even Democrats, saying that, yeah, had they known that information, had they had the real story, that they would have voted differently. Mm-hmm. So that that itself... Which proves the point. Yeah. Trump did nothing to the FBI. No, I... Well, so I'm I, I'm, I'm curious, uh, bro. I'm curious where your logic comes from when you say that you want to see another thing of Trump who did nothing to the FBI. He didn't go after different. him whatsoever. I think he learned from his mistakes and then moves forward. I, that's what I, I don't I feel so. I agree with you normally. I mm-hmm. think anybody in our position, like in business, of course we're gonna learn from our mistakes. Yeah. But when you are leading a country. That's not a mistake that you can afford to make. Well, I don't I, think I, most of these people know what they're doing in government. Well, that's just politics in general. Yeah, I, I don't. That's <laughs> politics know. in general. I don't think even know what they're doing. I, mean, I think Fetterman told on himself a little bit when you he saw said, he recanted. Of course he did. Of course, yeah. Liberals got him you don't by think the he short got hairs. A fucking phone call after he got off that stage huh? and said, "Yeah, hey, don't support Israel." Yeah, don't support Israel. Uh, let's keep moving on. Uh, we've got Iran-backed militias in Iraq claim responsibility for attack. On U.S. military base in Syria. U.S. currently has about 900 troops in Syria and about 2,500 in Iraq. Iraq-backed militants in Iraq have claimed they were responsible for the an attack on U.S. forces at a strategic base in southern, southeastern Syria. The Islamic resistance in Iraq, an umbrella group of Iranian-backed militants or militias, said Monday that their forces used two drones to attack the Al-Tanf garrison near the Jordanian-Iraqi borders, a sensitive location often used by Iranian-backed militants to transport weapons to Hezbollah. 
Monday's attacks come after a string of similar attacks on bases using U.S. military in Iraq and Syria over the past week. In one, the same group attacked two bases in Iraq with drones causing minor injuries among U.S. forces. Now, this is where I say we don't need troops there because all this does, it's putting out the bait for them to attack us and pull us into another forever war. We don't need to be there. Get them out. I hope people can understand where I'm coming from now. It's like when you don't give them the bait, then we're fine. But we have troops there doing what exactly? No, it's time to pull out. It's time to get all of our forces home because all you're doing is giving Muslim extremists another opportunity to attack us, another, um, excuse me, another Benghazi. You are, you are setting up and setting up the, the, the circumstances for another Benghazi. And bro, it feels like we are teetering right now. It feels like we are really teetering. Pull these guys out, bring them home, and let it burn. Enough of this. 2,500 forces still in Iraq for what? I don't care. I don't care. I mean, I guarantee it's for uh, supervisory roles. It's for, you know, uh, oh, God, what was it called? The advisory roles as far as military, politics, all that. No. You've had, you had I, 20 years. You had 20 years. Yeah. Get him out. It's one, time to go. That was one of the things I really liked about Ron Paul's mm-hmm. uh, president, presidential run is he talked about shutting down military bases all over. The, and he was like, oh, absolutely. Like, I could cut a trillion dollars yep. off of the budget right now. I fully agree. I fully agree. It's time to shut down some bases yeah. around this world. Like, yeah. no, it's time for America to truly put American interests first. We've got a lot of issues in America we need to deal with. And I'm sorry, Ukraine, Israel, that ain't on the list. That it does not concern us. Those hostages do. Yeah. We should get those people out and then pull out. But it's enough. Uh, these are not our... How much? How many millions, if not billions of dollars of taxpayer money are we sending these people? We are, we are literally funding terrorism. It's insane to me. It's crazy. John is MAGA. I, I don't know. How, how am I MAGA? Oh, well, you're talking about America first? I mean, technically, that was Reagan's thing. Trump took it and made it his own thing. He made it great again. Made it great again. I wish America could be great again. But with this administration, it's a laughing joke on the international stage. It really is. I'm for America first. Yeah. That's what I want. American policies first. American people first. American taxpayers first. American children first. Uh, and And this is what I feel like a lot of libertarians are secretly globalists. You worry so much about the innocent people in Palestine. Innocent, like, stop this. Stop this. I don't care. I don't care about them. I'm not going to sit here in front like some of these emotional people out there pearl clutching. Oh, innocent people. Stop. Stop it. We are not connected. I don't care about Palestine. They get blown off the map. I'm probably going to be like, good. Less bull crap we got to deal with on the international stage. Israel's probably going to bring you the sigh of relief. But guaranteed, the West Bank will start acting up. Something else will come across the line. It'll be something. I just feel like it's, I'm, I'm tired of it. Blinken says U.S. is ready to get involved in Israel-Hamas war. If line is crossed, we won't hesitate. I feel like the line needs to be drawn, though. What is the line? This needs to be clear. Because, I, 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 what, man, I, I don't want, no. Like, no. Get the, get the hostages and pull out. What 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 line can be crossed? What line can be crossed? An attack on Americans? Well, they've already done that. But uh, even, you know, there's a lot of people out there that think that like the 30 hostages taken is a declaration of war, which it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, realistically, it is. But we don't have to go to war. We can go in and uh, I hate saying it, but chances are the hostages are probably dead. You They're probably so? dead. Oh, dude, 
Hamas is not going to let them live. The only thing Hamas would let them live for is bargaining power. Yeah. Like they just saw Iran get how many billions of dollars for American hostages? Back? I don't know if it went through yet. They were talking about six freezing. Billion. Six billion. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't think they were talking about freezing those funds, though, which was just very concerning. I'm not sure if it's actually went through. Well, even Biden's White House is talking about how all the money that they're sending over there, like a hundred million bucks or something, like mm -hmm. they, they don't have any way of tracking where no. it's going. So the same it's in obviously Ukraine. Yeah. going to be going towards, yeah. you know, firing rockets oh, back into Israel. Yep. hundred percent. But they 100%. know what they're doing. Like it, they have to be making money on this. Like all these people have to personally be making money on the back end of this. That could be the only reason why they would do something so stupid. Because this is politics. This is what they do. Yeah. These people are just. They get paid. They pay themselves. I do wonder if, I don't know. We saw the Biden administration do this with Burisma in um, Ukraine. We saw this. Uh, there was the report on the $200,000 check sent to Biden's brother or Hunter Biden. I forget who it was. Yeah, it was to his brother. And then you have this stupid idiot, Eric Swalwell, talking oh about, my God. oh, good job. You found out that he repaid his brother $200,000. Is this guy mentally yeah. retarded? <laughs> I kind of feel it is. I kind of feel like they are, man. It, are, it feels like we're living like, in, a, in a very weird world right now. Um. The United States is poised to get involved in the Israel-Hamas war should the conflict escalate into regional forces intentionally targeting American personnel, senior officials said. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said, aren't you just so glad we have the adults in charge now? Folks, aren't you so glad we have the adults in charge now? Blinken, SecDef Austin, Mr. Any to, yeah, Miley, who's, who's I think he's already retired, or is retiring. The people that want to hunt down extremists in the ranks, which were just basically going after white Republicans. These are the people in charge now. Great job, America. Great job. You voted for the right people. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and uh, SecDef Austin said Sunday that the U.S. expects Iranian proxies to seek opportunities to escalate the Israel-Hamas war and asserted that Biden's administration is prepared to respond accordingly if American civilians... Bro, you just sent them $6 billion for six American hostages or five American hostages. Are you kidding me? I have no faith in you. I have no faith in you to have the cojones to tell these Muslim extremists to get fucked. I do not have faith in you. You negotiated with terrorists. You don't, you don't do that. You remember old boy, we're not going to negotiate with terrorists. We're instead going to give them freedom speech called lead. <laughs> That's what you do. You kill them. You kill them in such a manner that it resonates throughout history. But this is what happens when you have a weak country with weak leadership that listens to weak people within the civilian populace that ultimately leads to more Americans dying in the future. That's what happens. You don't want to fix the problem. You just want to put a little Band-Aid on it so that way in the future when the problem emerges again, you can be the ones to, said, to say, I'm going to fix the problem yet again. No, that's, that's just not the way this works anymore. Americans need to wake up. They seriously need to wake up. Uh, BLM activist Sean King. Man, Talcum X is at it again, bro. I mean, just the great white still around? He's still Jesus. around. Well, you're going to love this one. I saw this trending on Twitter a little bit. People were dogging Sean King, which, you know, that guy's a freaking nerd anyway. He deserves to get dogged. Um, Sean King is lying about claims how he helped free American hostages in Gaza, family says. We are not affiliated. The family of two American hostages freed by Hamas terrorists has accused Black Lives Matter activist Sean King of lying when he claimed he worked frantically behind the scenes to help secure their release. 
Natalie Raynan, 17, and her mother, Judith Ty Raynan, 59, were freed by Hamas on Friday after spending nearly two weeks in captivity following the terror group's bloody October 7th attack on Israel. My question is, why were they freed? But either way, after news broke that the mom and daughter were freed, King 44 appeared to take some credit for their safe return. He says, Hamas has just freed the teenager, Natalia Renan, and her mother. I'm grateful. As I said last week, Natalia and her family have been supporters of mine and protested police violence in America alongside of us, King wrote in an Instagram post on Friday. I'm also thankful that the Qatari government for helping to negotiate this. Dozens of us worked frantically behind the scenes to make this possible. I spoke to Natalia's family this afternoon, and they're anxious, anxiously awaiting more updates. Um, however, members of Renee's family are saying that the activist fabricated his involvement and that he did nothing to help according to reports. First and foremost, we make it clear that he is lying. Our family does not and did not have anything to do with him, neither directly nor indirectly, not to him and not to anything he claims to represent, Renane family members wrote in a statement obtained by TMZ. Natalie's, uh, Natalie's father, Uri Renan, later revealed that her brother, Ben, had been in contact with King before her release by Hamas, but said that the rest of the family had no clue about his involvement. We reached out to many people far and wide to bring Natalie, uh, excuse me, Natalie home and Judith to safety. We are not affiliated with Mr. King, the father told the Daily Beast. Man, you got to love that. Talcum X. Great White Hope. This dude's wider than a cracker. BLM activist, right? This guy's such a joke. Such a joke. You didn't do anything. You imagine, can you, can you imagine what level of clout chasing and grifting you have to resort to to try and interject yourself into something like this for the purpose of what? Praising yourself? Are you kidding me with this? And yet there are still black people out there that love this guy. Why? Dude, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's beyond me. It is beyond me, quite honestly. This guy's such a moron. I don't know. Uh, New York Times. We talked about it on the last show. You remember how Elon, I said that Elon basically withdrew their their verified check mark to showcase they were um, like an actual news outlet. And I was like, what's the big deal? Like, it doesn't change anything. Well, now the New York Times is trying to do some damage control. Um, New York Times admits it relied too heavily on Hamas claims in Gaza hospital attack coverage. What? What are you talking about? Are you, wait, wait, let me get this straight. Are you saying that you relied too much on the Muslim terrorists to feed you information about Israel? And you didn't think for a second this could be biased and slanted? Great reporting there, guys. Great reporting. Journal, journalism is so hard. I'm just going to journalism all over the place. Oh, God. Great independent journalism. Not independent. It's not independent. New York Times has admitted it relied too heavily on claims by Hamas and its reporting of an explosion at a Gaza hospital, though the paper was not yet refuted the terrorist organization's claims that Israel was responsible. But you see, this is what they do. All they have to do is get the information out there. Once it's out there, it's too late. It's too late. You've already done enough damage. You've done way more damage. And what do they do? They issue a retraction that nobody sees. And already the misinformation's out there. The lies are out. The propaganda's out there. This isn't one of those things like you can just kind of take it all back when you do a recant. And you recant the article. Retract the article. Excuse me. It's like, hey, we got it wrong. We're going to retract that. It's like, yeah, too late, bro. Too late. Damage is done. Freedom of the press to lie. What a joke. 
Last, most certainly, not least, moderate Palestinian authority calls to murder Jews. They say, fight the Jews and kill them all. Well, that's just not genocide. (laughs) Where have you seen this from Israel, though? (coughs) The Israeli government. Where have they said, we're going to murder all the Muslims. You're all going to die. Hey, as a Muslim, as a Muslim. If I was an armed man, I would poo 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 You don't see that. It's from one side here. Yes, I'm taking the Jews over the Arabs. Who's got me? Who's got me? What are we betting on this? I'm taking Jews over Arabs. I'm serious. I'll side with the Jews over the Arabs on this one. They're right. They're 100% right. In a starting revelation, startling revelation, An official document recently published by the supposedly moderate Palestinian authority is shown to outline explicit calls for the murder of Jewish individuals as it calls on imams to incite violence against Jews in Friday sermons, citing a religious text from Muslims to fight the Jews and kill the Jews. The document published Friday by the Palestinian Authority's Ministry of Endowments and Religious Affairs provides comprehensive instructions for imams to incite violence in their weekly religious sermons, including inflammatory rhetorical or excuse me, rhetoric and the and a message to kill the Jews. Yes. Yes, folks. Religion of peace. We, a relig- yes. Great job. Great job, leftist Democrats supporting these morons. Great job. Just idiots, man. Just idiots. All right, folks, that does it for today's episode of the All-American Savage Show podcast. We're going up on almost two hours, an hour and 38 minutes. Apparently, uh, we had a lot to talk about today. But we appreciate you being here. Hey, if you've enjoyed the show, you like what you're hearing, do me a favor. Head on over to shellshockcbd.com. It's not too late. Go pick her up, pick her up, pick yourself up some uh, rack out gummies, some Delta 8 Halo gummies. You want to get high? We got you covered. Again, check them out. It is shellshockcbd.com. Code Savage is going to save you about 20-10%. Um, support our company. If you like the show, you can support us there. Or you can go over to Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Show. You can become a subscriber over there. Multiple ways. You can subscribe on Kick. I think Kick has been working great, actually, since we deleted Streamlabs OBS. Uh, we got like 128 viewers over on Kick today. Appreciate you guys. Uh, about uh, almost 500 watching on Rumble. If you could, go me, do me a favor and leave a, uh, a good review over on the podcast. And we will talk to you right here tomorrow at the same time, same place, same bad channel, same... Uh, and uh, you got anything to have, my man? You guys have a great day. And as always, you stay savage, America. <laughs>